Strength in the Shadows, the podcast where we fearlessly navigate the art of building discipline, cultivating grit, mastering resilience, and unlocking true potential. Surpass your limits and join us on this journey of transformation as we unapologetically explore the intersection of fitness, mindset, and unwavering accountability. Welcome, my friend. Let's go. So this story here is actually one of my all-time favorites. At the time, though, it wasn't too fun. It wasn't too chill when I had a gun pointed directly at me. One round to the dome or to the chest, I would have dropped like a bag of potatoes, and you could have said bye-bye to this podcast before it even began. Sometimes, my friends, you find yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Let me explain. So I'd just gotten back from my first overseas deployment. I was now living in PB, also known as Pacific Beach, right here in San Diego, California. If you're young, dumb, and full of cum looking for a good time, especially as a young person, dude, PB is for you. Gyms, bars, restaurants, beaches, the boardwalk, smoothie shops, women. I mean, PB has it all. And we had it all. Dude, we had an absolute bachelor pad in the epicenter of complete chaos and debauchery. We were loving it. Some of you may know the area and the bar called The Backyard. The Backyard was literally in our backyard. So walking distance to all the shenanigans. And this castle that we lived in, right? Four stories, four floors. The bottom floor where the garage and the front door was, right? Access to the house. That's where my two roommates lived on the very, very bottom floor. One was male, one was female. Both were in the Navy. Next floor up, common area and kitchen. Next floor up, master bedroom where I lived and my girlfriend at the time. And on the very top was a balcony or a rooftop that overlooked all of PB. Our kingdom was right there in our fingertips. And so the story starts on a long weekend. One of my really good friends, fellow Naval Academy graduate, Eric, and his girlfriend at the time, Catherine, they're married now, amazing couple, love them to death. They decided to fly out to San Diego and they wanted the PB experience. Oh, they got an experience all right. It wasn't the experience we were hoping for, but it makes for a good story now. And so after two nights of running a muck out on the town, on the third night, we decided to go to bed early. The next day, we got to wake up, get breakfast or brunch, go to Point Loma, see Sunset Cliffs, and then they're flying out. They have a flight to catch. So we go to bed early, like 9 o'clock at night. We go to bed. I fall asleep. Boom, I'm out. And 10 or 15 minutes later, I guess sleep wasn't on the agenda because Eric, my good buddy, comes up the stairs to our bedroom, knocks on the door and says, Hey, man, someone's at the front door. Is it one of your roommates? I'm tired. I'm sleepy. I call it off. I just tell him, hey, dude, go back to bed. The knocking will stop. It's one of my roommates or one of my friends. They'll text or call me. It's all good, brother. Good night. I'll see you in the morning. Hi, sir. He darts back downstairs to go to bed. Literally, what, like two minutes later, shoots back up in a more serious tone now. And he goes, Joe, seriously, dude, they won't stop knocking. And so I'm pissed off. Who's interrupting our sleep? My traps raise up here. I open the door. I'm pissed. And as soon as I open the door and hear the knocking, right? The anger actually turns to alertness. I get locked in. Why? Because it's not anyone knocking at the front door. Someone's trying to break into the house, literally smashing the front door. You can feel the reverberation or vibration through the walls here. The sound of the noise is echoing throughout the entire house. Someone's trying to break in. And so it's game time, baby. All our military training, all the reps, all the sets in the gym, right? Everything we've worked for, the pull-ups, the push-ups, the deadlifts, you name it. We're locked and loaded, ready to go. And I grab my tactical hatchet. I was gifted this hatchet by 
uh, senior or first year at the Naval Academy, when they graduated and went EOD, Explosive Ordnance Disposal, they had gifted me this tactical hatchet. So first time use, I grab that bad boy. It's absolutely badass. I'm locked and loaded, ready to go. My girlfriend, she's armed. She's got a pepper spray. And then, of course, my buddy has his hands, and he's ready to throw them. So we shoot downstairs, and the knocking is just getting worse. And we're not wasting time. We're not playing games. No risk here. I tell my girlfriend, hey, call the police. We're done. Get them in on this. So she's on the phone with the police, telling them that someone's trying to break into the house here, and we're on the middle floor. And they say, hang tight. We're sending an aerial assault unit. That's right, a helicopter. And they're sending two or three cop cars, and they'll be on their way shortly here. So we're hanging tight. While we're hanging tight, we're trying to figure out and see from this top floor, right, if we can look down at the front doorstep and see who it is. But because of the design of the house and how high up we are, we can't actually see who's below. So we have no idea who the possible intruder is. Are they armed? No idea. And so I call one of my roommates, right, John. He's a really, really good dude. And he's at Shore Club, wolfing down Red Bull slushies, hitting keg stands, chasing chicks. And I'm really sorry to interrupt his night, but I tell him, bro, someone's trying to break into the house. The cops are on their way. Well, I guess since John's such a good dude and he's training and he's working, he's ready for action. He puts out his Red Bull slushies like, hey, I'll be there in two minutes. Boom. John shoots out of the bar and he's sprinting full force sprint to our house two minutes away. So the knocking's getting louder and louder. The door is partly made of glass. So I'm thinking that the glass is flexing here. It's going to break at any moment. When all of a sudden, there's John, right? Sprinting across the parking lot. He comes over to the house, peeps over the brick wall with caution, and then jumps down and is super casual, super relaxed. Obviously, from what he saw, there was no threat or danger. Whips out his phone, is scrolling Instagram, right? Or Tinder, whatever he's doing. And he casually, with no stress, walks to the front of the house, to the front gate, to the front door. So obviously, John's guard is down, so my guard is down. I, dude, I heat up faster than a fucking microwave. Pump really kicks in. Traps are raising another inch or two. Delts are popping. I look like Pat Tillman. I bum rush the stairs and go down to greet our lovely visitor. And dude, for actually like a second or two, I was stunned with what I saw. As John opens the front door, you can't make this up. As John opens the front door, a completely naked dude stumbles into the house. Completely naked. No clothes on, no shoes, no watch, no phone, no wallet. The only thing he has on is a backwards hat. And I look at John and I ask him, who the fuck is this guy? John tells me, um, this dude's actually an officer on my ship. He's a lieutenant. I'm like, what? This motherfucker's in the Navy? He's like, yes, sir. I look at this guy. He's on another planet. He can't see straight. He's not responsive to our questions. He's glassy eyed. But like, I literally want to rip this dude's head off. And while we're deliberating, after we wrap a towel around this dude, we're deliberating, wondering what we should do with him. For some reason, right, we take our eyes off him and he activates stealth mode. He slides into John's room and like randomly locks the door and is not responsive. He's not answering any of our knocks. We're trying to get in there. We can't pick the lock. So we're trying to convince this guy to open the door. 
Don't know if he passed out, if he fell asleep. It's an absolute shit show. Well, timing is everything, and you can't make this up. Our female roommate comes through the garage and steps on in with a young man, right? With a young lad. And for background info here, right? To go along with the story, I'm just calling how it is. I'm being transparent, right? I made this promise to you when I started the podcast. We are literally calling it how it is. Because if you were a Navy SEAL, or if you were an operator right there in Coronado, or hell, if you had gone to Bud's, even if you had dropped out or rang the bell and quit, you had full access to my roommate's bed. Extracurricular activities or training, late night cardio. If you wanted to be a part of SEAL Team 69, chances are you and her, you were in her bed at least once during the year or two that I lived at that house. And so within a minute of her coming back with this young man, his name was Levi, right? He was a Bud's dropout. He had gone to Iowa State. Levi, if you're listening to man, much love. Hope all is well. Keep grinding. Keep working. But as soon as Levi and homegirl go into the room there, we are now stuck in hell because the drunk dude will not open the door and 30 seconds in of them going into the room, they start wrestling naked. They start training, right? And we're hearing our roommate get banged out, moaning. I still can't get the noise and what I heard that night out of my head. I wake up with nightmares screaming with the demons and PTSD because, dude, you couldn't not hear it, right? It was just like right there. And once again, we're trying to get the drunk dude out of the room. So we're forced to listen to it. And I'm not Mandingo, right? I'm not Rico Suave, but I can tell you one thing. I at least have a little bit of rhythm. Folks, this was some of the worst sex on the planet. Zero rhythm. And as the bed is hitting the wall right? You can literally hear it. Boom. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Boom. And there's actually a fish, like a metallic fish, a metal fish, a design hung up on the wall. And so now as she's going to pound town with homeboy, the fish starts dancing. It starts moving on the wall and vibrating. So it's echoing now throughout the house, an absolute nightmare. And the drunk dude, once again, is not opening the door. So we're forced to listen to all of this. When all of a sudden, mid-set or mid-pump, the buds drop out, comes out of the doorway in his boxers, still hard as a rock, and looks at us and goes, hey guys, do you by chance have a condom? We're like, what? He's like, yeah, dude, do you have a condom? We're like, no, dude, get the hell out of here. And so he goes over to the front door, and I guess he lived in PB as well, right? He wanted to come back to finish round one or jump into round two, and he opens the door, and as he sprints to go find a condom in PB, he trips over the doorway. Boom! Face plants into the cement. There's blood everywhere. I appreciate his commitment and dedication to the condom because he got up, brushed himself off, and then boom, he was gone like a jackrabbit, and he's searching for a condom out in PB. Eventually, the naked dude comes out of the room, and you may be wondering, right, why was the naked dude at our house? Well, my friends, the truth always comes out, right? And I guess supposedly, this brother had porked our roommate 
some weeks or months prior, and in his drunken stupor out at the bar, which I guess he had taken his clothes off at the bar, obviously got kicked out, and he was horned up looking for some loving, he decided to come try to find my female roommate. So we made a quick pit stop right here at our house. Lucky us, right? Now, of course, no one was home, or at least no one was opening the front door, and he really wanted some, so that's why he kept knocking. He had no idea where he was, but he did, and all he had was his eyes on the prize. You also must think, right, that if the police had come, while this dude was outside knocking on our door, completely naked, this would have ruined his naval career. John single-handedly saved this dude's naval career. Because if they had come, and he was out there, public indecency, breaking and entering, right? You name it, this dude is getting kicked out of the Navy, dishonorable discharge. So big shout out and much love to John because this dude owes him everything. And speaking of the police, I went outside to go call them off or let them know that we were all good, even though kind of secretly or wishfully I, you know, had hope that the police had come and just snatched this guy up. Well, when I stepped up outside, right, the aerial assault unit, the helicopter, comes overhead is doing basically circles above us with a spotlight shining right on me and on the house. Three cop cars pull up, guns are blazing. My hands are up, I got a pump on, but hands are up, obeying all commands. High beams are directly in my face. I can't see shit. And I just tell them, hey guys, we're good, no problems. And they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, we're good. They're like, okay, have a great night. And boom, they get in their cars and like, with no more questions asked, they're out of there. Which, if you think about it now, it's actually kind of concerning, right? That all I had to say or, you know, all I had to do was say, we're good. And they took my word for it. Because if I was the perpetrator, if I was the intruder trying to hurt or harm somebody or steal something, all you had to say was, hey, brother, roger that, all good. And that that would call everything off. A little bit concerning, but that's another story for another day. So, my friends, I came back into the house and I grabbed the naked dude by his fucking throat. John tried to calm me down. I didn't give a shit. I looked at this guy and struck the fear of God into him. I grabbed him by the throat and I said, if you ever come back to this house, you're done for. I will throw your face into the dancing fish and then your face is going to smash through this glass table right here. Do you understand? And I guess he did understand because we never saw him again. And still to this day, years later, He's still not welcomed at our house. So, to all you listening, keep training, keep grinding, keep working, get ready, stay ready, get trained up, because chaos may come to you when you least expect it. Treat every threat as if it's real. You never know what you're walking into. Be smart, and of course, take care of not only yourself, but your family, your loved ones, and your inner circle. And that, my friends, is the story of the naked man and PB. Watch out, because he may be coming to your front door. As we come to a close, I would like to express my sincere appreciation to each and every one of you for joining us on this transformative journey. If you found value in our discussions and stories, I would greatly appreciate it if you could take a moment to leave a review for my podcast. Your reviews not only fuel my passion for creating meaningful content, but also allow others to discover this empowering space. Your support truly makes a difference. All links are in the description. Thank you for being an essential part of this dynamic community. Goodbye for now, and remember, keep going.